Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Just Another 20-something with me, Marissa. Today is an exciting episode, guys. I have one of my friends, Sarah, here, and she is going to tell me all astrology things. <laughs> it's going to be super exciting. We're basically going to go over my entire astrology chart. So if that is something that intrigues you guys, this is the episode that you want to listen to. Um, hopefully you can kind of get insight on your own charts and just apply it to your own signs if, you know, we're not the exact same signs. <laughs> but if we are, then look at that. I'm just helping you guys along. You're welcome. Okay. So Sarah, um, tell us, how did you get interested in astrology and stuff like this? Um, yeah. Um, so I'm Sarah. So yeah, I'm a Scorpio. I, my mom's also a Scorpio. So we always would read the newspaper together that had the horoscope section in it. Um, and I just really heavily identified as a Scorpio. I'm just a very intense, emotional, sensitive, investigative person. Um, and, uh, so I was always into it. And then, um, apps like CoStar came out and I was even more into it, but I still didn't really totally understand it. And then in the past couple months during quarantine, I just like really dove into like understanding it and studying it, um, and listening to podcasts about it. And, um, just like the more, you know, about it, the more you want to know about it because it's yeah. so cool and you can do so much with it. And it like blows your mind every time. Literally. Uh, so yeah, I just in the past couple months, like have really gone off on it. And I did want to like <laughs> clarify before we started that I am like a beginner. I'm not <laughs> like an expert expert. I think like a lot of astrologers will be like, you shouldn't even like give an astrology reading until you studied it for years and stuff uh, like that. And I definitely am not like that. <laughs> we are I'm just like, amateurs like, over here. Yes, just amateurs. Um, but it is like really intense, like as a subject, like there's so much to know. So I understand why people are so kind of protective of it. Um, because I think there's like a lot of misconceptions about astrology that mm -hmm. once you get into it is kind of like frustrating. Like when people say like, I hate Gemini's and I'm like, you hate Gemini suns, like, <laughs> one aspect of their chart. You don't know them. Leave Gemini's alone. That's so true. <laughs> I never really thought about, yeah. Cause like, there's so many memes like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever that are like, oh, I hate blah, blah, blah sign. And it's like, but yeah, right. like that's only like this tiny little bit. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's one twelfth of a person's chart. Like it's, it's yeah. an important twelfth because it's your son and it's how you shine and it's yourself and everything. But right. um, there's so much more to a person than just their sun sign. So when people kind of use it to rationalize disliking someone or like writing them off just because of what their sign is, it's just like, oh, you don't get astrology. Like, that's not what it's about. <laughs> so, like, you don't have room to make these, like, statements that right. all Geminis are crazy and all Scorpios are not going to text you back or whatever. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe it's in their first house like me and I really am not going to text you back. <laughs> like, maybe it's in, like, some other random part of your chart where it doesn't even make a huge impact and um, it won't affect you as much as, as different, different people. Every chart is so different and has right. different focuses, so. Yeah, because I know, like, for mine, I think mine is always, like, I'm super indecisive and I, like, can't make a decision on anything. Right. And I'm, like, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but not, yeah, like, sometimes. all the time. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. I, I really like your Libra son, so I'm excited to talk about that. Yay! Okay, yeah, let's get into it. I'm freaking excited. I She sent over 
an email just going over every single thing and I read it and I was like, guys, <laughs> this is like way too scary accurate, but I'm excited. Let's, let's get into it. Yay! Okay, so um, I figured while I would read it, I would kind of explain some stuff because Please. Um, I know that if I could use somebody just saying like the basics of astrology in the beginning, um, when I was trying to understand it, it would have helped a lot. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, so I'm going to kind of be in like teaching mode while I talk about it. Okay. But um, a birth chart in like when you get it in astrology or if you go to like um, cafe astrology online which is one that a lot of people use um, and they and you get like a list right and it mm-hmm. says like um, rising Capricorn uh, Jupiter Aquarius and it's in a list like that you don't really get to see the full picture of what a birth chart is because a birth chart is supposed to be viewed in a circle oh so I'm showing Marissa hers right now we're on zoom so she's sharing her screen with me <laughs> Um, yeah, I teach English, so um, all I do is start and um, share things on Zoom. <laughs> this is awesome, though. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is your birth chart. Oh. Um, if anybody wants to follow along with their birth chart, I'm on a website called astro.com. Um, and then you go free horoscopes. You put in your information like any other site, and it gives you this um, this circle chart that is what a real astrologer would look at if they were reading your chart and not an app like CoStar or Sanctuary. Actually, I think Sanctuary does give you a circle chart, but um, it's it's less common (laughs) in pop astrology. So this is Marissa's circle chart to Marissa. (laughs) Um, uh, So the big parts of a chart is that it is in a circle. There's like 12 slices out of it, like a pizza. And each of these slices are a house. And then on the circle, there are these little symbols. One Mm -hmm. looks like a four, one looks like a moon, one looks like the female sign, one looks like the male sign. There's a bunch of these little symbols. And those are the planets. And Mm. those were where the planets were in the sky the moment you were born. Uh That's cute. (laughs) Yeah. So, So when someone says they're like a Venus um they're like a libra venus what they mean is that in the sky when they were born the planet libra was in the sign of venus so like in the past couple in just this past month actually is a good example everybody was talking about aquarius all the time if Mm -hmm. you i'm sure you saw that it was like age of aquarius all these planets were in aquarius there were six planets in aquarius and what that meant was all of the planets in the sky were in one sign in one house oh holy crap Um, yeah yeah so it was really intense in that area so for me as a scorpio it was in my house of homes and during that time i like figured out where i was gonna live next year i was like in a fight with my parents which is also i'm talking about the fourth house that's what the fourth house is yeah i was like really focused on my house here all of that was like really affecting my fourth house oh my gosh um uh, her aquarius is in the second house which is like finances values and materials Hmm. and i was like oh it looks like marissa's like getting a job or something like that and i texted her and i was like are you getting a job and she was like yeah i just got a job so if you've been listening to the podcast you guys would know that (laughs) (laughs) but that's been a big theme on the podcast is marissa's new job that is and that all happened while um all of these planets were transiting her second house 
Oh my god, that's literally insane. I know, it's it's so crazy. Once you understand the fundamentals of astrology, you just can understand your world better. I really yeah. liked, um, I'm going to keep referencing the podcast because I um, have really just enjoyed listening to it. Yay! But, um, <laughs> when you had Maddie on and she mm-hmm. read your tarot cards, yes. she was talking about how like your tarot deck, um, your spread, when you do a spread, it's supposed to like prompt you to reflect like it's not telling you what's going to happen it's just like asking you to consider these things and that's kind of what the planets are doing too so like just because all those planets were in marissa's second house didn't mean she necessarily got a job or that she like got a bunch of money or lost a bunch of money but there was just a lot of energy in the air (laughs) that was in the area of money and um if if you saw that and you knew that and you had time to prepare for that, you can see how that could be like a useful tool. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to have to have you like, tell me what's going on every day <laughs> so I can prepare. Yeah, it's really cool. Once you learn the the basics of like um, understanding where the planets are in the sky, you can like see stuff coming and, yeah. um, and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Oh. So each planet is also associated with a sign. Um, and some are associated with multiple signs, um, and, and some, it's a bit controversial in the (laughs) astrology community because there's like old school astrologers and there's new school astrologers and they disagree about certain planets and signs, but, um, it, it won't fundamentally change, um, your chart or anything. Um, but just like, as I talk about it, sometimes I'll say like a new astrologer would say this and an old astrologer would say that. And that's just because I'm pretty new at, at reading. Um, so I don't have like way, one way that I really like more than the other. So right. I just keep both of them in mind. Perfect. Yeah. So let's do this. Yay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I like to look at it one house at a time because the houses actually build on each other. So the first house um, is where the sun was in the sky when you were born. So where the sun is in the chart is where like the sun was in um, like the world, basically. So like this is really obvious because everyone that's born in um, November is a Scorpio and everyone that's born in October is a Libra, except for those cutoff dates. But it's we all know the the seasons of the sun because the sun moves about one sign per month right okay yeah so um that's why everybody born um in libra season is going to have their sun in the sign of libra Mm -hmm. but what house it's in depends on what time they were born so that's why knowing what time you're born is so important because that gives us um your rising and that gives us your houses because all the houses build off the first house oh Mm. So your first house is in Capricorn, which means you're Capricorn rising. Um, and this <laughs> is one that me and Marissa have been talking about because I love rising signs. Rising signs, I think, um, are kind of a cheat code at astrology. It's like the most information that you can get from one piece of information. Mm-hmm. And um, Marissa has always been like, I don't really get the Capricorn rising. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed uh, weird to me. Yeah, what about it did you not connect with? I'm just Well, because usually... Like, what's your idea of Capricorn Rising when you would read about it? Yeah, well, usually when I would look it up, they were like, oh, like, they're pretty cold and serious. And I know that that's, like, your rising is what you come across as. And I was like, I just don't feel like I come across as, like, cold and serious. 
Yes, you definitely don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I think there's this kind of idea that the rising sign is like how other people see you. Like that's something you'll see online a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really has any astrological backing. Oh. Um, it is the sign of the self, but and and it does um, relate to how other people see you. Mm-hmm. But I think of it almost more as how you see yourself. So oh. when you um, talk about like how hard you are on yourself mm-hmm. and um, your episode about like positive self-talk and how easy it is to um, like in the beginning, <laughs> you were kind of rambling and you were like, I don't know, maybe some people are mean to other people, but I'm just mean to myself. <laughs> that is so Capricorn rising. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and most people, you know, struggle with um, self-talk, but Capricorn is the sign governed by the planet Saturn. Mm-hmm. And the planet Saturn is the toughest planet to deal with it it deals with restrictions and um responsibilities um maturity like you said coldness like just kind Mm -hmm. of like um it's it's the party pooper of the zodiac it's it's the it's the planet that says like slow down and think about it which nobody wants to do Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a dick about it too like it'll um it'll cause problems in your life um, and force you to learn lessons. So even though it, cool. it is doing a good thing for you, the planet of Saturn is just kind of so annoying. Like we, awesome. <laughs> it's, it's always a bummer when I get to it in the birth chart because I have to talk about something negative because yeah. it creates negativities in your life. And so for you, that's in your house of the self. Like you really awesome. have a difficult relationship um, with understanding, not understanding yourself, but like, but uh, there's a lot of limits that you put on yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can be really hard on yourself because Saturn is, is telling you that you need to learn a lesson with your own relationship with yourself. And that's, that's heavy. Like it's not very <laughs> fun. Um, Cute. Cute of me. <laughs> yes. But um, what's cool about Capricorn and what's cool about Saturn is um, we have this big event that happens when we're 29 and a half. where the planet Saturn returns to the point in the sky it was when you were born. And it takes 29 and a half years because it moves really slowly. So um, since we've been alive, um, Saturn has only moved um, to Aquarius. So we're getting close to our Saturn return, but it's still going to be like six years for us. Oh my God. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it it moves so slow. (laughs) Um, and it's because it's so annoying. It's like it, it doesn't want you to learn a lesson fast. It wants you to like sit with it. Oh, cool. So, Thanks, Saturn. Yeah. So people, um, w- one of the like um, the terms that beginner astrologers learn, um, so some people might be familiar with it, is your Saturn return. Mm. And um, when you turn 29 and a half, when it comes back to where it was, you experience your Saturn return. And in whatever area of the chart is, whatever sign of the chart it's in, whatever planets are connected to it, it um, teaches us a lesson for about three years. We kind of go through it from 27 to 30. We like really like experience some obstacle that forces us to mature. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't sound good so far. (laughs) No. (laughs) But um, when you come out on the other side, when you turn 30, you officially enter adulthood. 
and all the areas in your chart that are affected by Saturn, so anything that's in the sign of Capricorn, which for you is yourself, um, grows so much and you really step into yourself. So any mm -hmm. issues that you've had in the area of Capricorn, any conflict there, it doesn't get completely resolved, but you, you learn to deal with it through your Saturn return. So for you, um, it's, it's not like the best news because it's not happening tomorrow, right. but I can see from the beginning of your chart that when you turn 30, your, your relationship with yourself is going to improve so much. Ah, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, I think Saturn I think is like it scares people and I understand why it scares people because people talk about like horrible things that happen and um but I don't think it has to be scary because if you if you see it as an opportunity to know yourself better and, and become an adult and and it gives me kind of peace that I don't have the pressure to be an adult right now oh, <laughs> that's true that means I have what seven years until I have to do anything yeah, yeah truly. like until you have to like have shit figured out because there's no way you can have your life figured out in in a, in astrology there's no way before your Saturn return because you haven't really become an adult and that just gives me peace because I'm like yeah. obviously I still have to be mature and work on being my best self and taking care of myself but Hello. um it, it it gives me peace to know that there's there's uh time before I am a true adult <laughs> oh yeah thank god and honestly I feel like I wouldn't even feel like an adult until 30 anyway exactly like, and I think I think that's because of the Saturn return like oh, it's really connected to it look um, at that I yeah, love that cool. if you are if you're a person that's getting into astrology I really recommend you look up some like Saturn return stories and hear about what houses they have Saturn in um and what houses they have Capricorn in and hearing like because some people it's just like um like, I don't know, I lost a job and I had to move back in with my parents and, and right. Saturn for them might be in the fourth house like it is for you, which is your parents and your home. Right. Um, but like maybe it's in their eighth house and they experience a death because the eighth house governs death. So um, oh. it's just like a, it's it's a cool beginner beginner thing to look up for yourself. Yeah. Um, so also in your first house, you have the planet Neptune. Um, Neptune is the planet that in modern astrology governs Pisces. And it's all about spirituality, kind of like mysticism, spirituality, um, creativity, and music. So you have that in your first house of identity. Oh so those themes are like really close to how you see yourself and like the best parts of you. That's really funny. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So you have in your chart like several times, like a huge um, – ability to like lean into your spiritual side yeah. um, especially through the help of your friends so um that is like really cool <laughs> I like that for you <laughs> I like that for me too <laughs> so after the first house we'll move on to the second house so the first house is the self and the second house is um our material world it's money it's objects it's our value system beautiful Give me the um, money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you have a really, really good placement here. Oh, good. So it's in Aquarius, which, like we said, we just had that big Aquarius stellium. We're all feeling our Aquarius energy right now. Right. Um, and Aquarius is all about humanitarianism, social justice, creativity, but more um, less mystical and more more um, like creating new worlds. Um, it's... It's a cool sign. It's kind of a bit emotionally reserved. 
um, but it is interested in unity and interested in a better world. So that's connected for you to your values and your money. And so we have this generational placement of the planet Uranus in the sign of Aquarius. So everyone our age has this sign for about five years around our births. Oh. Um, And it really gives, because Uranus in modern astrology governs Aquarius, it really gives our whole generation a dedication to social justice, to defying gender norms, oh. defying stereotypes, like bringing down structures of, of um, hierarchies. Yeah. Um, because Uranus is all about making a better world and disruption and surprises. And like, we all have this like really like rebel spirit in Aquarius. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. It's it's such a cool placement for us. I think it makes so much sense for everyone our age. Is, oh, even yeah. if you are not a progressive person, you are politically engaged in some way. And that is so Aquarius in Uranus. Oh, love that. Love that for us. <laughs> I know. Um, and then right next to it, you have the planet Jupiter, which is the most positive planet oh. um, in our solar system. It governs... Um, knowledge expansion travel just increasing energy abundance luck gratitude that's all jupiter and you have that in the sign of money so that is a really good situation for you (laughs) yay (laughs) you might not always be the best at money but um you have a good chance of it always working out in your favor oh okay yeah so that's i'm don't get lazy about keeping track of your money, but know that you're really well taken care of, astrologically speaking. Oh, thanks, world. I need that right now. <laughs> so the third house is the next one. The third house um, is our um, our siblings. It's our immediate surroundings. Not our house, but our neighborhood, um, elementary school, being a young person. If we look at the chart so far, we have the self. We have what we have. And then for the third house, we have um, our neighborhood, what's what's familiar to us. Gotcha. So you have that in the sign of Pisces, which is ruled by Jupiter. So connected to your sense of values and your sense of money, you have your sibling. Oh. You have this um, creativity, like a creative sibling, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> a sibling that is a really positive relationship for you because it's connected to Jupiter, which is the most positive planet. Um, and just a bunch of other just cute things is like, you probably really love small, like short trips. You find them really romantic Um, and not romantic, like boy, girl, romantic, but romantic, like you're just having fun with your girls and you're going on a beautiful day trip to the, to the ocean. Like that is um, very Pisces in the third house. Um, and like a really strong writer also creative writer mm. um could be something for you to look into because pisces is all about art and um the third house is all about communication well that is so uh, crazy about the sibling thing like are you kidding <laughs> if you I, guys <laughs> I, know. Wild. I know joe is a leo do you know like his big three um oh my gosh he's gonna yeah. hate me because i think he posts about this all the time <laughs> What's his big three? I know it's um I think I still have him on CoStar. 
Oh no, did I delete it? Okay, let me text him. I bet he'll respond. No worries. We can return to that. Yeah, to the we'll subject, come back to that. What's your belief? But I wouldn't be surprised if there's Pisces involved there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know he has Libra because... as one of them. He's like, Leo, Libra, oh, and then yeah. I don't know what the other Thank one is. You. Yeah. I love that. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have any planets in this house. And um, this is something that a lot of, like, new astrologers will freak out about and be like, I don't have any planets here. It means nothing. Like, does that mean that people don't really freak out about the third house? But, like, the seventh oh. house is our partnerships. And sometimes people see an empty seventh house and they're like, am I never getting married? Like, am I never oh. finding a partnership? Yeah. Um, and that's, like, not what it means. <laughs> um because there's still information that we can gather about it because of that Pisces connection. We know that Jupiter is involved. We gotcha. know that Neptune is involved, which is um, the planet in your first house of yourself. So we know that your identity is really connected with um, writing or your neighborhood or your sibling. Right. We know that all of that um, is connected, even though there's no planets in that house. Now, how do you know so, that they're connected? Is it one of those lines? No, it's it's because each sign is connected to a planet. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so these, these lines are um, another thing to look at, but even on the most base level, we know that Pisces is ruled by Jupiter in traditional astrology gotcha. and Neptune in modern astrology, so we know that wherever those are, um, the houses are going to connect. Gotcha. Okay. Oh. Yeah learning more and more <laughs> i know it 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 helps it make so much more sense when you when someone just slows down and explains it. oh my gosh i try to read all of the stuff that they like write on i literally have no idea what they're saying and i'm like right and cool. if you don't know that there's like um if you don't know that pisces is ruled by jupiter then you wouldn't see that connection no and it wouldn't make sense to you if somebody like didn't explain it slowly so it's, right it's no, this Some is... of those um, apps are just like, like what? Yeah, it's like, what are you even telling me? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so the fourth house um, is the house of your home. Like, it's the house of houses. Not childhood, but how maybe you want to parent. It's all about oh, nice. um, your parents and your childhood home and also your home now. Um, I hope that I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got lost there. Um so for you, it's in the sign of Aries, and this is where you have Saturn. So you have, like, a difficulty there. That's where you're going to experience your Saturn return. Um, but it could mean so many different things. It could mean, like, a big move because we're talking about houses. Um, oh. It could mean, um, like, a huge shift in your family. Like, you could get married. All of that is, like, possible with a Saturn return. Oh, interesting. In the fourth house. Um, and you have that in the sign of Aries, which is like a fast-moving, passionate, aggressive sign. Um, so like a, a like a like a like family that really cares about each other um, is like an Aries fourth house thing. Oh, that's cute. We do really yes. like each other. <laughs> <laughs> and Saturn, like I said, is what rules your whole first house and your whole self. Mm -hmm. So your family is a huge part of who you are. Like that connection is really really tight. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true accurate <laughs> <laughs> um so the next house we have is the fifth house the fifth house um governs creativity uh games and playing children and sexuality mm. so it's like just the house of like fun and pleasure 
cute. You have that in the sign of Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, which your sun in Libra is also ruled by Venus. So this is um, a big house for you um, in, in, uh, it connects to you like personally. So you love to have fun. Um, You love to be creative. And this is in the sign of Taurus, which is all about the finer things in life. So um, fashion is Taurus. Um, the best quality art supplies is Taurus. Like you don't want, if you're going to make art, you want it with the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taurus is also pretty slow moving. So um, creativity might take a long time for you. Like if you get started on a project, um, you're not doing it overnight. You're doing it slowly and methodically um, to get the most out of it, which is really fun. And then that can also apply to other areas of that chart, of that house. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's it's a really, you have like um, a very pleasure-oriented sign in a very pleasure-oriented house. Um, <laughs> because the house is all about having fun, and Taurus is like all the best things. So it's oh. like... Like, oh, look at just, that! You're having a you're having a ball over there. <laughs> I do like to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we have your sixth house. The sixth house governs health, body, routine, um, your your day to day physical world, working under people. Um, so like being an employee or having employees that's involved in the sixth house, and you have that in the sign of Gemini. Uh, yeah so the the most talked about sign of the zodiac for whatever reason is gemini i don't get it um (laughs) people hate gemini's um and i just feel i feel bad for my gemini sisters um because they get slandered all the time because do you Uh, think because what do you think it means when they're like oh they're two-faced or whatever like what does that mean yeah so good question um so like the symbol of gemini is the twins Mm -hmm. so gemini is all about duality it's it's about um doing one thing with one hand and the other with the other so in the sixth house um you might um like constantly be starting things around the house that you don't finish or like new Mm -hmm. habits like you might be like i'm getting into running and then like (laughs) kind of drop it (laughs) because because Gemini is just interested in everything but it's not really passionate about one thing Mm -hmm. um it's also like um it's very mental and cerebral um Gemini is ruled by Mercury which is our mind and how we're thinking so um it might like the idea of working out more than actually working out or like the idea of setting a routine more than actually doing the routine that you're setting um so I think when people are, have heavy Gemini people are like I don't even know who they are like they act this way sometimes and another way sometimes or or that they're gossipy um one oh. thing that when I was researching your chart they said like you might like to gossip in the workplace because <laughs> the sixth is the workplace and, and Gemini is a bit of a gossip but oopsie um, <laughs> it's not like a mean-spirited sign at all it doesn't intentionally mean to hurt anyone it just is interested in everybody yeah um, it's true yeah. I, that is very accurate I do like like I don't even like to say that it's gossip I just like to talk about things yeah, sure why, why wouldn't you I know um, <laughs> I think Gemini is fun and also Gemini is funny like Gemini oh. is like comedy it's um 
some like really good friends are Gemini because they just want to have fun. Like I have just some like really fun friends that are Gemini's. Um, but also if like, like for example, our, one of our friends from high school, Allie, mm. um, she has a Gemini son and her whole life she's been like, I don't relate to it at all. I like, everyone's always like, Oh, you're a Gemini. And she's like, I don't see it. Like, I don't get it. And I looked at her chart and it's because <laughs> she has Gemini in the eighth house, which is the house that's connected with Scorpio. Oh. And she also has a Scorpio rising. Oh, crap. And then she also has like a stellium in the eighth house, which means three or more planets. And you have one of those two, which we'll get to. Oh. But basically she had all of this energy in Scorpio but filtered through the sign of Gemini. Right. And I was like, well, duh. Like, Gemini just kind of gets dispersed everywhere because it's it's interested in everything. It's it's not very powerful because it's distracted. It's ADHD. Yeah. It's like, um, if, if you have it in, like, the 10th house, which is where you have your son, mm-hmm. you come across as extremely Libra because it's in, it's in your public house, which mm-hmm. is the 10th house. Um, and your son loves the 10th house because that's the house that it governs. Right. So it's like shining so brightly. You're so Libra. But hers was hidden in this like corner house oh. in the house of death. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was like, no wonder you don't like Gemini. Like you're not, you're barely a Gemini. So that um, is so interesting. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's just like one way that a chart can go out. So anyway, that's my rant about Gemini's and I love them. <laughs> um, I love all the signs. <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, there's, there's, if I just get so annoyed when people are judgmental of people's zodiacs, because I'm like, unless you have put in the hours and you've met every Gemini son, uh, yeah. we don't even know what you're talking about. That's true though. I mean, it's true. You can't judge anyone just from their sign. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's, and it's fun to judge people by their sign, but it's true. just not like very astrologically sound. Right. Makes sense. But anyway, that's your sixth house. It's empty. <laughs> it's ruled by mercury um which is in your ninth house of religion and law and philosophy Ooh. i don't know if you see a connection there but i couldn't really make a connection of that. not really um, <laughs> not really <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's fun the sixth house is connected to virgo i love a virgo um but yeah you don't have too much going on there yeah no yeah when i was reading that i was like (laughs) yeah yeah um it's just not very exciting because it's literally about like chores yeah it's like chores just aren't really thing Mm -mm. no if i could (laughs) choose not to do chores i only see myself because you told me i have a moon in the sixth house of chores it's like like, okay (laughs) have fun i guess (laughs) um yes okay so the next house is the house that everybody wants to be talking about um Mm. So many people get into astrology just to understand um, the seventh house, which is the house of partnerships. So it's the house of your romantic partner, um, your best friend, your business partner, close one-on-one connections. Um, But typically marriage is like the big seventh house issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have that in the sign of cancer and you have your moon in this house. So I also have my moon in the seventh house. It's so annoying. (laughs) Oh no. Um, We are the type of people that just really need, like a one-on-one connection is pretty central to 
our relationship with relationships like we Mm -hmm. we really want to be someone's partner yeah um because the moon is how you feel it's it's your most sensitive part it's your intuition um and then you have that in the sign of cancer which is what the moon rules so your moon (laughs) is really happy to be in that sign um because it's really at home there but it really Mm -hmm. intensifies the themes of the moon which are awesome emotions sensitivity um nurturing motherhood like like the sign that just wants to take care of everybody um you have that energy like really intensified and in your like most romantic house oh (laughs) for the love of god (laughs) yeah so partnership is just like really important to you Ooh, okay Uh, which is so annoying i feel the exact same way i think um people with this placement in general and i have seen it in a few of my friends that are really I think would re- relate to like they really want to be loved, blah blah blah. But <laughs> that, that is, unless their sun is right there, which it's not for you, it's square your sun. Mm. Um, your sun is yourself, and your moon is your emotions. Right. And a square is a not great relationship. They're always oh. at odds. So <laughs> your self and your moon, your emotions are always like. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like your son is like, think about yourself. Think about your career. Your moon is like, I don't care. I just want a boyfriend. It's like, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That is so annoyingly true. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, it's literally like your house of career, which is your 10th house Mm -hmm. versus your relationships. Uh, And you're like public image versus your like inner, like, on the inside, you're, like, such a softie because you yeah. have this stupid cancer moon that just uh, makes you want to take care of people. Yeah, what the heck, um, cancer moon? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I I love cancer energy. This is just, like, such a sweet position, which I think is making yeah. us both, like, stick our tongues out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Ugh. I think when you have that, like, gooey center, you're, like very protective of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and cancer is a really protective sign it's the mothering sign it doesn't want anyone to hurt it or anyone it loves um and and um it's also in like this lovely relationship with venus so you're just like even more of a romantic awesome. um and your venus is in the sign of scorpio which is also really romantic so you have this this <laughs> love is like a huge theme in your life and and your ability to romanticize people or fall uh, into love like when, uh, not, when you should be smarter than that it's like a big theme in your chart. oh no i'm literally <laughs> this is so oh this is annoying <laughs> this is truly just... it is really annoying especially it's so funny because it, every single Capricorn rising has a Cancer moon. Really? Um, and the chart is set up that way, where oh. the the signs across from each other are opposite energy almost. So Capricorn is like, I care about what people think of me. I want to be the smartest in the room. Mm-hmm. I want to go the furthest. I want to prove to myself that I'm worth it. And then <laughs> that's your outside. Right. And then your inside is like this like, oh like gooey like just wants to hold everybody and like hold someone's hand oh (laughs) my god they're really at odds with each other which is how everyone's chart is um everyone has 
I think what's so cool about astrology, I was talking to a friend about it and they were reading one of the books I have and they were like, it just feels like everything contradicts each other. And I was like, yeah, because like being alive is so contradictory. Like Uh... we all have those big themes in our lives where we're like, and it's different for everybody, but we have that theme of like, I want this, but I also want this. And that's the complete opposite. And they don't go along, but they're both huge parts of me. And um, what's cool about astrology is you can kind of, look at those relationships and see why that is Uh, so that's a big tension in in your life is like this like softness and this ambition (laughs) that is so true like literally every day because obviously as everyone knows I've been very focused on like my career my job whatever's going on but then this stupid thing in the back of my mind will be like oh but what about this and it's like can you (laughs) go away Oh, no. That literally just (laughs) makes sense. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I love it. I mean, I just love a water sign moon. It just, the moon is already so emotional, and then a water sign is a water sign, so. Um, Uh, Amazing. You have a lot of water sign energy. You have, well, you just have so much Scorpio, it's absurd, but we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny. Have you ever, like, identified with Scorpio stuff? Like, I've honestly ever even looked at it because I was like, right. oh, this isn't That's any of my you. big three. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, well, we'll get there when we get there, but okay. um, spoiler alert, keep listening because Marissa is a secret Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, okay, so seventh house, we kind of killed that guy. Um, <laughs> the eighth house, okay, I've talked about this a couple times. I've said it's the house of death, and that sounds really scary. Um, in reality, it's it's the house of anything anyone doesn't want to talk about. So the the shorthand is like death, sex, and taxes. <laughs> but it's not the same sex as the fifth house, which is all about fun. The eighth mm. house is like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, oh. it's like taboos. It's like desire. It's like, um, it's the house of Scorpio. So it's about like death and transformation and intensity and it's also taxes and other people's money it's just anything that like makes you kind of uncomfortable yeah kind of relates to the eighth house in some way so you don't have a lot going on there thank god (laughs) Um, it's it's ruled by leo um which is kind of just a funny sign there because leo is all about attention in the spotlight yeah and then the eighth house is all about stuff that people don't want in the spotlight um so there's just I think that's another tension in your chart is that you have all these like pretty little areas and then you have like really intense areas mm-hmm. um that maybe you don't even like want to think about in your own self like you don't want to consider it but it's there so I just think that's kind of funny um Leo is ruled by the sun that's why Leo sons like Joe or our mm. best friend our mutual best friend Lauren mm-hmm. is a Leo <laughs> they shine so brightly yeah <laughs> because um, the sun is really at home in Leo because it rules each other. So it's like, it's, Leos are going to love this, but Leos are like the best sun sign because mm. the sun is at home there. Right. So for you, um, your 10th house of your public self and your career is somehow connected to this eighth house of oh. sex, death, and taxes. Don't know how, but that- that's just something for you to ponder. Interesting. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The eighth house and the twelfth house are 
so complicated and every astrologer believes something different and crazy about it so mm. i just try to say like do with this what you will yeah i will say i was giving a reading to somebody and they had saturn in the eighth house and i was like oh my gosh and this was one of the people that i didn't know very well oh and i was like oh because saturn's the worst planet and then the eighth <laughs> house is the worst not the worst house the 12th house is the worst house but it's really bad yeah and i was like i don't know how to tell this person this like that they have like maybe someone's like this is like the house of death and a lot of times people are like that's metaphorical that's metaphorical so i was like okay so i i did this reading and i was talking and i was like okay well i don't want to freak you out but this is the house of death and you do have like saturn there and they're like oh yeah a lot of my family has died (gasps) and i was like oh no it was like (laughs) Okay, so it's not metaphorical. (laughs) It's completely accurate, actually. It's not okay. So that's death. Then that's I guess astrology is real. I holy crap. Um, Yeah. So I like anyway. It's as a beginner astrologer, like I am. I don't want to ever say something crazy. Right. Like death is going to be a huge theme in your life right. <laughs> so it was really validating to give that hear that back before I even like um yeah really about it, so. wow anyway that's just um an astrologist crazy story <laughs> um, yeah geez yeah but you have an empty eighth house so no crazy uh tax evasion is in your future <laughs> yay well that's good also Joe yeah. texted back with his um big three so he's the Leo sun, Pisces moon, and Libra rising. Pisces! Is that what Pisces we said? Oh yeah. my god, that's iconic. What the heck? I love that. Your brother is like a really big part of your chart. Literally, he's your, your third house of siblings is Joe. Wow, that's insane. Isn't that so crazy? That's the same with my sister. I have my third house is in the sign of Sagittarius, which is my sister's sign. Oh my god, what the heck? That's That's, so crazy. that's like kind of scary. I know it's wild. It's it's written in the stars, babe. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have your ninth house. I love the ninth house. Um, it is foreign travel. Ooh. It is higher education. So um, if the third house was elementary school, this is college. This is grad school. This is a PhD. Gotcha. Um, it's religion, philosophy, law, just like these big concepts that are um that you can learn about that you can sit in a class and learn about Mm -hmm. so some people consider astrology to be ninth house some people um consider it to be 11th house but it's um it's like foreign travel um foreign language foreign relations um one of my housemates was a foreign relations studies major and she's going to law school, and she has a stellium in the ninth house. Whoa! And in the sign of Libra, which is the sign of justice and balance, which <gasps> is, like, the symbol of the law, which is the yeah. scales. So it was like, wow, being a lawyer is, like, part of her destiny. So oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> cute. Aww. I know. So you have this ninth house in Virgo, and you have your Mercury here and your North Node in this house. So um, I famously have only ever been in love with Virgos. I'm obsessed with Virgo energy. (laughs) (laughs) Virgos are um, a little bit anxious, a little bit uh, obsessive in general, (laughs) Um, a little neurotic. Um, They are warriors by nature. They love to please. They love, um, like, service. Um, I have... Virgo ruling my 11th house of friendships 
And I would say 99% of my best friends are in like the healthcare industry, the psychology industry, Mm -hmm. or well, nursing is healthcare. So, so like literally like, um, like people taking care of people is very Virgo. Right. Um, you have Mercury here and Mercury actually rules Virgo. So this is one of your stronger placements and Mercury is how you communicate. So, um, you love a list. This is a really good, um, placement for like journalers for, um, for, um, (laughs) writing in general, because Virgo and Mercury are all about writing. Um, it's, um, like taking care of people through communication, um, and communicating in kind of detail oriented ways, um, but also anxiety. This is this is a signature of anxiety um, <laughs> cool. because Virgo is really worried and Mercury is the mind, so your mind is worried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's in this ninth house of foreign uh, relations, law, philosophy. Um, so like these kind of big concepts. So you also have your North Node um, in this ninth house and in the sign of Virgo. And the North Node is a really cool astrological component a lot of people don't know about. Have you ever heard of the North Node? No, like literally never. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So the North Node is different in different kinds of astrology. But there's this kind of theory, and this is kind of more woo than other things that I'll talk about. But it's this theory that wherever your North Node is, is what you were born, the lesson you were born to learn. So this oh. is generational in that um, pretty much everybody born in 1997 and 1998, so my year, we're both 97, but mm-hmm. um, anyone our age or a year below us um, have this North Node in Virgo. And I could be like fudging those years if someone's like really mad that I said the wrong years. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> um, and we all have it in Virgo. And what it's saying is that in the past life, the sign opposite Virgo, Pisces, is the lesson that we mastered. So we mastered Pisces energy. We know how to be spiritual. We know how to be Mm. in the clouds. We know how to be connected to spirit, how to be creative. That comes naturally to us. Mm -hmm. But um, in this life, we have to learn the opposite. We have to come down to earth. We have to understand how to have a body. We have to understand how to have a routine. We have to understand um, how to live in a physical world instead of a spiritual world. And um, the way that I've really seen this manifest is that, and maybe this is just talking to any woman (laughs) in their (laughs) um, but we all tend to have, like, some serious, like, un- trouble understanding our bodies like Mm -hmm. visualizing feeling a part of it feeling centered with it um having a routine that honors it um feeling comfortable in the physical world um and i've seen that manifested in different ways but it's always that same like core kind of just general confusion over having a body yeah (laughs) and like what it means to like look in a mirror and see a person instead of like Mm-hmm. completely divorcing ourselves from our bodies right um which i just think is really interesting and and most people have really connected with that um you have that in the ninth house which is like i said big concepts higher education mm-hmm. 
I don't really know what to do with that information, but you have it now, so you can, you can do your own journaling on it, which is Mercury and Virgo. Um, but yeah, I think I think what I read online, and I think um, I put in the Google Doc that I wrote up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I do like a chart, I always write beforehand um, to to organize stuff and look up stuff up. But um, it said like like writing down your routine can really help you like feel a part of it or like centralize yourself so like um with virgo it's all about writing already so like coming down to earth and and writing about your experience on earth is like a really way for you to center yourself in this in this journey wow okay yeah i i like that because yeah i journal all the time i literally write in my planner all the time yes Having a planner is so Mercury Virgo. Like, so Mercury <laughs> well, Virgo. and I even just bought like this new notes thing that's like, you're my laptop's on it, but like literally it shows like hour by hour where I can list yes. off things to do. I love it. Wow. Love wow. It. That's insane. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I love, I love Mercury so much. I have a stellium in the third house, which is, um, and I have it in Capricorn. So I, I'm with you on the, mm-hmm. Capricorn energy sometimes of being really tough on myself and really um, Mm -hmm. having a hard time with maturity areas and stuff like that. I hate rules and responsibilities, but I (laughs) constantly like deal with that. Right. Um, And um, I just love Mercury. I just love it's it's all about like mental activity and and word games. And um, I, I think it's such a fun planet. And it's also a planet, some planets are good and, and some planets are bad. And Mercury is just like, I do what I want. Like Mercury is a trickster. Mercury like can go either way. So oh, it's fun energy. Interesting. And it's what rules Gemini, which is part of why like oh. I think Gemini has that like funny, funny um, reputation to it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So 10th house, next house. This is a big one. Um, they say the most important houses are um, the first, which is who you are the fourth which is where you come from the seventh which is who you're with and the tenth which is um what you do so it's your career it's your public life it's your relationship with um publicity Mm -hmm. um like a cool celebrity understanding of this is both chris jenner and um kylie jenner have leo tent houses and they have their moon there so like for them like fame which is Leo is uh-huh. like their career. Their career is fame and it's where their emotions are tied to. So like oh. they need it. Like these women are like like born to be famous. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's looking up celebrity charts is so 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 interesting. Oh. Like we talked about Saturn returns earlier and that's like when you're 29 and you're like dealing with the themes of Saturn which are like rules, responsibility, reputation. Right. That's when Taylor Swift wrote the album Reputation. <gasps> like it was during that period of her life and you can really hear like Ew. in those songs like the struggle with like who she is and what people want from her and that is so Saturn return. So Oh, that's I, really interesting. I know. <gasps> I think it's so cool. And it's called it's literally called Reputation. You're like, like what? Did Saturn she know? <laughs> I don't know. I do think some celebrities do have astrologers, like um, Ariana Grande, like definitely does, oh. because she uses like moon in a, uh, imagery all the time, and oh, she's a cancer, true. so like cancer and the moon is really connected. Oh, that's interesting. <sighs> yeah, I love I love my pop my pop queens. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> so for you, your tenth house is in Libra. Um, Libra is ruled by Venus. Libra is all about beauty. It's all about balance. It's all about peace and justice. 
Um, you have your sun here, so this is where you shine. Sun in the 10th house um, means you're a career woman. You um, need, like, a career is, like, where your ego is. Like, like mm. you um, you have this drive to succeed. And with that Capricorn rising, too, it's, it's really there. Like, you, like, you want to succeed. And <laughs> uh, one thing I was picking up on in your chart is this tension between this kind of privacy that that's really important to you and this like almost like um like calling to be in the public eye mm. because the 10th house is the public life and that's where your sun is like you mm-hmm. shine in the public life and libra is all about beauty so the fashion industry um or graphic design advertising mm-hmm. making things beautiful um is really connected to your career um but it's in contrast with your, with your next house, which is where you have a ton of stuff happening, but it's in the sign of Scorpio, which is the most private house right. or private sign rather. Um, so you have this tension between like, like you could be like a big name. Like there's, that's inside of you. You kind of know that. Um, <laughs> and even just like having a podcast, I think is like, you're like, okay, listen to me talk. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make me famous. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and like, I think even your interest, like you have always had like an interest in pop culture and like, mm-hmm. and fame and stuff like that. And just like knowing he's famous. I think that's, um, that's, that's 10th house. That's, that's sun in the 10th. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause I think, yeah, definitely sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just be like this quiet girl who has her job and no one knows about her. And then, yeah, I literally have a podcast. I'm like, everyone listen to my podcast and <laughs> post about it. And like, yeah. you know, that's so interesting. I love it. I have Leo in my 10th house and Leo is like, it's, it's really similar to having sun in the 10th. It's like low key. I want to be famous. Yes. I think we should be. Um, time to get I think there. Do. I think we'd be good at it. I, I agree. Um, and I've always had that. Like, I don't know if you did this, but like when I was little, I would like pretend I was doing interviews all the time and I would Aww. like prep for interviews. I love that. <laughs> Like practice in my head like and I like didn't even know what I wanted to be famous for like I wasn't sure if it was like for writing or like being an actress or something but right. I'd be like well when I'm on NPR they're really gonna get to know <laughs> <laughs> I love that what the heck I think maybe we were born to be famous I I mean I think it's it's out there and with your Scorpio on the 11th we could we could really do it okay. oh okay yeah let's get into let's this get- one so this is um if you could see marissa's chart, i don't know if this is gonna be a video or not but um (laughs) so marissa has like two planets in her second house of money she has uh two things happening in her ninth house and then we get to the 11th house which is um in the sign of scorpio and it's um the house that governs our friendships and groups that we're a part of. So, like, if you went to a church, your congregation would be 11th house. If you were famous, your fans would be your 11th house. Mm. You have so much happening here. <laughs> um, you have two planets. You have your midheaven. And you have the asteroid Chiron. So, you have all of this in the sign of Scorpio, which is really intense. Mm. Um, so, first off what I can see immediately is just that friendships are really an important and intense relationship for you Mm -hmm. um I can't remember if we were on the pod yet or not but I was talking about how so many of your friends are water signs oh yeah um 
I, all of the friends that I can think of for you, like that I knew from high school or like uh-huh. myself included, yep. um, including our, our mutual best friend, um, Lauren, that I mentioned, she is a Cancer Rising. Okay, yeah, then it's probably every single one of my friends. <laughs> this yeah, way. And then your brother is a is a Cancer Moon uh-huh. or a Pisces Moon. That's a water sign. So you just have this like water friendship connection. You attract these really emotional, complex friends that have a lot going on with them. <laughs> uh, that is facts. And, and your relationship to them really impacts a lot of things. So you have Venus there which is social connections, it's romance, it's aesthetics, which is in Scorpio, so like a a grunge aesthetic, Mm. meeting your Libra sun, which is a floral aesthetic. I just remember when Jess was, I literally am referencing like every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. She was like, I would describe your style as like half floral and half grunge. And looking at your chart, it's literally like Venus and Scorpio, but then sun and Libra. That's insane. (laughs) Libra is like feminine, it's flowers, it's it's skirts and dresses. And then Scorpio is like Kurt Cobain, like Uh Nirvana t-shirt, ripped jeans, like, and then you have both sides of that to your public public how you present yourself that's insane okay I know. <laughs> so um what could also that mean is that you tend to fall in love with your friends a lot or um your lovers could start as friends like you like that friendship base mm-hmm. or they end as friends either way you really like have this um friendship connection with your partners you have um mars here Mars is sexuality, um, so that's all in Scorpio. That's an intense to have to have Venus and Mars so close means that it's an intensely like um, kind of romantic um, connection. To have that in Scorpio further intensifies that. So you have this really powerful um, connection with people. <laughs> um, you have your midheaven here, which is really related to the tenth house in that it's your ambitions and it's like um it's where you get awards like it's where you get praise or where you get um where you get like recognition you have that in related to your friendships so like working with friends or you and a friend um getting recognized together it's really wrapped up there um and then to have that in scorpio again just gives you this intense drive which is all over the the capricorn rising the 10th house sun um but a midheaven in scorpio just gives you this intense focus because scorpio is just um it's really passionate in this intense way in this kind of um driven um Mm -hmm. self-focused way Mm -hmm. still really emotional still really deep but um has this uh, obsessive quality to it and then you have um that asteroid chiron um so the asteroid chiron is another more woo thing similar with the north node mm-hmm. um where it's it's called the wounded healer so they say it's it's the area of your chart where you experienced some trauma some early childhood or early adulthood issue that you carry with you for your whole life awesome. but while it's weighing you down you use it to help other people <laughs> so oh. um it's 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 like a it's a talent but like a painful talent it's it's um 
for me, I have it in the first house of self. Like I have this really complex relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I'm really good at other people with the same problem. It's kind of like you're right. able to see other people in a way that you can't see it in yourself. Interesting. So you have that in your 11th house of friendship. So healing friends or um, helping people through their own friendship trauma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like in intense friendships is really like a driving factor in your life yeah um and a way that connects everything because mars rules scorpio and aries so it connects with your home and your family Mm. um venus rules libra and um taurus so that connects with your public life your career and your um your creativity um so creative friends, friends that bring out the creative side of you, friends that bring out the intense side of you, the, the mystical side of you, because Scorpio is a psychic um, sign. Um, having friends that like astrology, 11th house, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> having friends of like tarot, like Maddie, like friends that, that want to dive into that side of life yeah, um, and, and push you to join them. Um, and then also maybe friends that are traumatized or that carry a lot of emotional baggage that you help them with and they help you with, but that's like a significant factor in some of your more meaningful friendships. Wow. That is crazy. (laughs) Um, Accurate. Yep. (laughs) Like literally everything. Water signs crying all the time. I know. I'm like, I guess I got to (laughs) help. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's also really cool. I think, um, I just, I think friendships are so, they're such an important part of life that get, like, like society really praises like romantic connections, but they don't mm-hmm. always praise friendship connections or like validate how emotional those connections can be. Yeah. And how traumatizing some of them can be. Like a, a friendship breakup can hurt way more than a casual hookup. Oh, um, yeah. If, for sure yeah if that friend is someone that you've if that you really have poured your heart and time into mm-hmm. um you know those losses are really important and really shaping um who we are so I just I think it's it's cool when I see someone that like has such an impactful area related to friends because I think that's just like you know friends do affect your life so deeply true true god yeah that's insane. um yeah <laughs> um, and then the last house is similar to the eighth house, which is death, sex, and taxes. This is the house of the unknown. So it's like, awesome. it's almost like, I hate that it's the last one because it's like, I always end on this like headache kind of because right. it governs like isolation, prison, disease, oh. Oh. Um, desolation, self-sabotage, self-undoing, oh. um, secrets, enemies, like all this like Jesus. crazy and that's just like I, I'm self-taught so this is like the information that I'm getting from other sources right mm-hmm. and all of them contradict each other <laughs> um, awesome. literally like when I was on a walk right before I did this on um, one of my favorite astrology podcasts called the ghost of a podcast I really highly Ooh. recommend um to people that are interested in astrology um she did one just about the 12th house and she was like all this stuff is so confusing and I'm like I know and she's like it's just what your mother went through through before you were born and I'm like what (laughs) like everything I learned about this house just makes it more confusing um it drives me so crazy but so I don't know what what to tell you here you have um 
Pluto here, which is a really intense planet. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, sure. Who knows what that means? I maybe it means you'll go to prison. I don't know. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but who's to say? Oh no. <laughs> um, maybe I don't know. Um, just kidding. You're not going to prison. But but it it does kind of what I can what I can indicate there is just that you have an intense inner world that is really private to you. Mm. Your emotions are something that you, that are, you don't like to, to share easily. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the darker parts of you make you uncomfortable. You have it in the sign of Sagittarius, um, which I could not make heads or tails of when I was looking stuff up because <laughs> Sagittarius is like travel and excitement. And then it's in this 12th oh. house of like isolation. I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. That's weird. Sorry, like, I wish I could help. <laughs> um, do you have any Sagittarius enemies? Um, I don't even think I know a Sag. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sister, but I don't think, I wouldn't describe you as enemies. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I want to say Cody Ko is a Sagittarius, but that would make me sad. Also, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I think possibly my friend Riley is a Sag. Um, but we're like friends, so yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like he's my enemy. <laughs> well, mine's in Libra, and Libras are not my enemy, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's the birth chart. Um, wow. That's the basics of it. Uh, there's, uh, planets and signs and houses and, and they interact with each other. <laughs> um, yeah. And depending on the angle of the chart or where they are. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Do you have any questions? Did any of that like bring up something crazy that you like need to discuss? I know. God. Um, I know um, that's insane. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm gonna just have to read it more. But honestly, like, all of it seemed just accurate. Like, I feel like I could see every single thing that you were saying, and I was like, oh, right, <laughs> right. And and stuff will develop with time. I think. I've seen that a lot in, like, in tweets and stuff. I don't know. Astrology Twitter is great if you've ever encountered it. Um, but people were talking about, like, how, like, they were, like, a few years ago, I was, like, this doesn't make any sense. And now I'm, like, in my 30s. And I'm, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because once yeah. Saturn return happens, you're just, like, your chart is more complete, kind of. And and some of the areas that you don't really get, like the Capricorn rising right. or my Capricorn stellium, I think are just going to become clearer with time. Yeah. Because it's an annoying, slow-moving planet. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, more and more, like, the more that we talked about my Capricorn rising, I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I guess right. that's true. <laughs> right. It's just, it's so hard to judge things off memes. Like, like meme Instagram, like astrology Instagrams yeah. are so funny, and some of them are so true. But then sometimes it's like, well, this person knows three things about each sign and they just keep saying it, which is like, I don't exactly. know, like, Scorpios are, uh, ex, my ex is a Scorpio and, mm-hmm. um, Libras can't make decisions and, mm-hmm. um, Tauruses want pizza, <laughs> <laughs> like, like weird stuff like that. Yeah. That it's like, okay. Well, that's like, sure. You have this one stereotype, but like, can you even explain like why that exists? Because like that right. takes, not, you know, studying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I turned on transits if you want to see like where the planets are right now. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, the moon moves really fast, and we know that because every month we have a full moon and a new moon in different signs. Right. So we just had a full moon in Virgo, and it's already in Scorpio. Holy crap. So every two days it changes signs. Um, And then um, next month the full moon will be in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So the sun um, moves a month at a time, which we know because of sun signs. So when someone says that they're a Pisces, we know that they were born around March. Right. Because that's where the sun is. So here's the sun on the chart. Um, It's in the middle of Pisces right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's accompanied by the planet Venus and um, the planet Neptune. So Neptune's really slow. Neptune's been in Pisces for a long time. Oh. But um, Venus is going to come really close to it really soon. And that's going to be a cool transit because our planet of creativity and our planet of love is going to be like right next to each other and that's going to make some really cool energy um and it's going to be in the sign of pisces which is like spirituality creativity romantic um feelings so that's going to be really fun that's coming up soon oh um we just had that big stellium in aquarius last month and that's breaking up now But Saturn is going to be here for about two more years. So um, Saturn entered on December 21st. We had the great conjunction Mm -hmm. when Saturn and Jupiter were in the same place. Um, And wherever that hit, so for you, it was your second house of money. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like an area of focus for the next couple of years. Ooh, love that. Yeah, so so there's going to be ups and downs because it's Saturn. It's a Saturn transit, but... um, Mm -hmm. With Jupiter there, this year is like a good year for it. It's gonna get it's gonna get tougher in the future, but um, oh. <laughs> it'll get out of there in a couple years. It, <laughs> yeah. It'll move somewhere else and move into your communication and mess stuff up there. So. Oh, <laughs> awesome! <laughs> it's always somewhere. Um, but so you and I both just had. Um, I was talking about the Saturn return. We just had our second Jupiter return Jupiter takes 12 years to go in a circle Mm -hmm. um so we had it when we were 12 and now we're having it at 23 and a half it's about 12 years right and when it um uh crosses it um gives us an abundance of luck um so that was I think pretty much the week you got your new job was when you were having your Jupiter return Oh my god. Um when I got my Jupiter Jupiter return, I got the vaccine. Nice. <laughs> on the day. Um and I also got into a program for next year that and mine's in my fourth house of living. So I literally like figured out where I'm gonna live next year. I got all these oh my like gosh. um this good energy right there. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it was so cool. So um if you guys are around twenty three it, it, or if your birthdays come after me and Marissa, if, if they're happening right now, for example, um, your Jupiter return will happen in a couple of months. So that's something to look forward to. Mm. Um, figure out where Jupiter is, are, Jupiter is in your chart um, and you can see what area of your life that's going to affect. Um, Uranus is a cool one. So Uranus is... Um, the planet that rules Aquarius, it's really disruptive, um, and it can disrupt you with good news or bad news, but it takes seven years to get through a sign. So for us, Uranus is in Taurus. Um, for you, it's in your fifth house of creativity, Mm -hmm. of children, of um, sex, 
<laughs> and you have Uranus there. So you can expect the unexpected in that area for seven years. Um, in one of my favorite podcasts, they had people on just talking about like their last um, seven years because it was right when Uranus moved from Aries to Taurus. And um, one was in the house of siblings and she literally like, um, had to move in with her sibling and like travel the United States. <laughs> Whoa! Like, um, so it just like create like stuff that you're not expecting will happen in that area, and um, it's disruptive for about like seven years. For me, it's going through my seventh house of partnership, so um, wow. <laughs> I'm just expecting the unexpected right now. Oh yeah, maybe you'll start dating someone. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so well, I hope I don't have uh, children then. <laughs> yeah i hope you don't have a child <laughs> I, don't um, want, I don't want that <laughs> yeah we'll see but like the big news today is you can see that this is um right about to step into gemini this oh. is mars so mars has been in taurus for a while um and that's been interesting because taurus is all about stability and structure and taurus is all about aggressive um, like almost violent energy, but, mm -hmm. but passionate energy. And we've seen so many protests happening with this, um, yeah. with this happening. Um, and every time this Uranus is involved or, um, it squares Saturn, the Uranus Saturn squares, which we're going to have three this year. Um, huge riots have happened on those days or huge, um, Corona spreads or stuff like that. So, Oh crap. It's, it's, once you start following worldly transits, because there's the transits that are happening that are affecting everybody, mm -hmm. like um, like Mars entering Gemini, we're all going to feel that. It's going to affect our society. Right. But then say someone had their sun at zero degrees Gemini, right now Mars would be hitting it, and they would be feeling like another specific energy on top of that. Oh. So... I looked up some of the transits that you're currently going through, um, just to help you with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and it has to do with like where your planets are and where the planets are in the sky. Mm -hmm. So right now you have a Pluto sextile Mars. So your Pluto in the sky is here, Mars in your chart is here, and it's making an angle um, oh. that uh, is really positive. Oh. So Pluto is all about, you know, your your intensity, your focus, your psychology. And Mars is all about um, your drive, your passion. And um, Pluto moves really, really, really slowly. Mm. So anytime it's making an angle with a planet, it affects you for a long time. So this transit is going to affect you at least until June. Oh, wow. Um, but it's a positive transit. Um, and it means um, you're going to have a lot of endurance, stamina, and determination to achieve your goals. Mm. Um, it's a good time to take up something that, like a goal that um, you were neglecting or you thought was too hard earlier. Right now you have the intensity to do it. You're going to be um, physically and psychically stronger than normal because Pluto is that like psychic, psychological energy, and Mars is like your vitality of your strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a really long transit. So you have this like really cool energy happening there. Ooh. Um, and then you also have Jupiter sextile your Saturn. So Jupiter's right here. Your Saturn is right here. So it's that same, like they're about mm -hmm. um, 
two houses apart, three houses apart. Um, and so this is a shorter one because Jupiter moves faster than Pluto. Um, this is only lasting until about March 7th, but, um, this is another like really positive, um, transit that you're going through because Jupiter is your luck and Saturn is your, um, expectations, restrictions, stuff like that. Um, it's what makes you succeed. So right now you have um, a really similar, like cautious, planned, expansive, expansive energy mm. with career goals and work, work ethic, um, mm. working together. So you have two like really cool, um, like, like areas of focus right now, energy that you can like write down your goals towards. Right. Um, so right now is a really good time to manifest, especially because Mars is about to enter Gemini. And Mars is our passion, it's our um, ambition, our endurance going into this sign that will kind of spread it out everywhere. Right now, it's been really tense. This has been really hard on everybody because Taurus is is slow moving mm-hmm. and Aries is fast moving. And together, that tension is not comfortable. But Gemini is fast moving and so is Mars. So we're about to enter this like huge energetic rush of ambition and and power and focus. Um, So right now for you especially is a really good time to um, write down your goals and like focus on those and manifest on those for a while. Okay, let me write manifest. (laughs) (laughs) We do manifest. I love manifesting. So I'm super down to do that. It's a really good time for it. And um. The new moon coming up is another really good time for I think the new moon is going to be in it's going to be in Pisces yeah so that's going to be like really potent um energy um and you should tell Joe because his moon in Pisces is gonna especially really in like that energy it's going to be good energy for him oh oh okay time to manifest good things only Yeah, good manifesting energy is coming up, so that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's all I have to show you. Do you have oh. any other questions? No, that's amazing. Okay, so um, I guess when should I start manifesting, like, the not the new moon one, but the other one? Like, soon? Like, now? <laughs> yeah, I do it tonight. Yeah, oh. you, especially for you with this Mercury and Virgo, you are a journaler and a list maker Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with your north node so close like your um your 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 purpose on earth is really connected to this communication Mm. it's connected to like coming down to earth and and making things physical Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would do that i would do that right now Um, oh okay little project for me to do after this then (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i'd I'd even look up maybe like a new moon ritual for the new moon because that is going to be a potent one but um yeah you can manifest at any time but new moon is really good manifesting energy they say full moons is time to let go of things and new moons are time to call things in oh that's good to know interesting yeah sometimes i'll just do it randomly i'll be like i feel like manifesting (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i mean it's never bad but if you want to work with the energy of the moon, that's what I would Yeah. Suggest. Oh, that's good to know. Wow. This... And you are very affected by the moon because you have that cancer moon. Like, you're right. moon on moon. So you probably really feel, like, eclipses, new moons, full moons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's insane. 
oh my gosh, I'm so excited with all of this knowledge. I feel like I just know more about myself, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah, it's so fun. It's it's so fun to journal about. Mm-hmm. I think if you're ever like into, if you just want to like, um, if you ever want to just explore astrology and explore yourself, what I did was I just journaled planet by planet. So I had like a page dedicated to the mm. sun and I said, okay, I know I'm a Scorpio sun. I don't really know what that means. I know Scorpio means this. I know sun means that. And so I would just look up like Scorpio sun and I would just write down anything that I felt like applied to me. Right. And then I say, okay, that's in my first house. What does that mean? That means my sun and my rising are the same, but like, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. And then, so I would research all that and I would write it down. Um, And that's really how I like learned so much of my astrology was just using myself as an example, which everybody should do. You shouldn't just like start on somebody else. Right. Um, And it helped me understand myself and it's, and astrology is so cool because the more you learn, the more there is to learn. Like I only showed you one asteroid. I could, I could tack on literally thousands of asteroids. Um, You can look up, um, hypothetical planets like what does that even mean um and every time I do that I use it on my own chart and I learn something else crazy like with asteroids for example you can look up someone's name and see where it falls on your chart so um like for me one that is really sweet is I had a dog named Ellie that you remember (laughs) Um, that was my best friend like this dog and and I were deeply deeply soul connected (laughs) everybody loved her and um I still love her and still think about her and and talk to her all the time but when you um look up the asteroid for Eleanor which was her full name Mm -hmm. um it goes into my fourth house of family which is just like so sweet and like feels so meant to be and like when I saw that I got really emotional because I was like yeah like she was a part of my family and and that's how when I think about my family I think about my dog um but like you can type in the name of your ex and see like that's in your house of enemies and you'll be like yeah that makes sense or your best friend's name and that's in your house of um siblings and you're like yeah my my best friend feels like a sibling to me so that's just like one random thing about astrology but there's like hundreds of other things you can do with your chart and it is just so fun and you learn something new about yourself every time it's it's the best feeling. I really love it. Yeah, what the heck? Okay, well, now I want to, like, look up all my friends <laughs> and see what, where they are. That's it's so, so interesting. Wow. Okay, well, this was truly a jam-packed episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. It's a nice hour and a half, <laughs> but that's, like, perfect because this is, I mean, you couldn't have shortened it anyway, and all of it was interesting. No, no yeah. I... I'm Yay. obsessed. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope <laughs> the audio is, is um, <laughs> Oh, it'll be good. It'll be. We're we're all amateurs over here. Uh, amateur <laughs> podcast. It's something crazy. Um, and if somebody listened to this and they were like, "I want a reading," mm-hmm. um, DM me. I would like to be paid because <laughs> I'm a volunteer who gets a hundred dollars a month stipend. Mm-hmm. So, um. But if you just have questions about astrology or you're getting into it and you want, like, recommendations on websites and um, podcasts and books, I would love to talk about it. I think it's, yeah. it's the best. And I love um, yeah. hearing about cards and stuff. So please, oh, please yeah. give me that. I can... I'm on Instagram at Sarah B underscore Moth. And I'm sure Marissa will 
tag me in something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can put all of your information in the show notes so then everyone will know um, where to find you. And I can also tag you on the Instagram podcast if or the podcast Instagram. Go follow that if you haven't already followed that. And yeah, let me know how what you guys thought about this episode. Like I said, I I loved it. I think this was literally perfect. And it's everything that I'm interested in. So hopefully you guys are also interested in it. But um, that will be it for today's episode. And I'll see you all next week with a brand new episode. Bye!